back ladies and gentlemen it is thursday it's august the 27th 2020 it's another technical alpha podcast hope you guys are ready for a a great show we've actually got for the first time in a hot minute a substantial amount of legitimate gaming and movie news at the same time it has been months since we've had this much randomly assorted news for both segments and i'm looking forward to uh to getting into it but before we do one thing to get out of the way right up front Mm. subscribe on youtube hit the bell icon so that you're actually notified when these videos go up Ooh, switching it up hit the like like button Ooh, i like that and leave a comment in the first hour of this thing going up because i just gotta i just gotta be real with you we have to beat YouTube. Because right now, YouTube is beating us. Like a stepdad with a bag full of jumper cables, we're getting our shit kicked right now. And it's just not worth it. We know you guys have the power. And I heard somebody else cry out to me in the comments section a few weeks ago. said, Adam! I'm in Europe. Mm. Which is a substantially different time zone from where you are, and when you post these videos on YouTube, bitch, it's four o'clock in the morning. I can't get on to like and comment on the video four o'clock in the morning. I'm sleeping. And so what I'm going to do, starting today, if I remember to do it after this podcast, is everything will still go up after the podcast is done here live, as normally, except YouTube, which will go live tomorrow. At 12 p.m. our time, which would be 11 a.m. Eastern, which should be, give or take, still the morning drive or the early morning workforce for pretty much the entirety of North America, plus a, or, a, or a lunch break. And then in Europe, it will be right at the end of, on your way home from work, at the end of the workday, it should be the best possible time I can come up with. And so that's what we're going to try. We're going to see if that has an effect. Okay. And so we're saying, we're mentioning this up front. We're going to see if we can now harness the power of the 4,000 people that watch this, uh, this, this podcast on YouTube each and every week. Harness them. Harness. To get outside of just those 4,000 people seeing these videos and maybe get them into the suggestion boxes of a few people. There has been, there was a couple of people over the last couple months as well, that in the comment section have mentioned that they found us via suggestions. Ooh. And were converted. The problem is that's only two people. And we need to be a lot more than two people. (laughs) So let's make the magic happen. Hit the like button. Hit the bell icon. Get notified when these go live. And be there if you can. If If you're not giving us any money, like zero dollars and zero cents, it is still an immense value to us. If you like 
every one of these videos that go up, which takes less than two-tenths of a second. And leave a comment about the video if you can. That's cream on top at that point. Mm. And then YouTube will go, hey, people actually interact with this, this video. Maybe we should show it to two things. One, the rest of their 90,000 subscribers. And two, people outside of that bubble. Yep. Very we helpful. need your help. We need, we your, need help. your help. If you watch the podcast every week faithfully, hitting the like button at the very least, it takes you one second. That's it. Get her done. It's true. We are also up five patrons from last week, Jeff. Damn. Five. Okay. Okay. Patreon.com slash lag TV if you want to financially support this podcast to make sure that we continue to be able to make this bad boy as we have for about, what, three years now? Three, over three years. Over three years now. I'm losing yep. track of time. You know what else is coming up, Jeff? Lag TV's what? 10th anniversary, October 28th. Damn. It's a I'm month old. away. A month I'm away. Old. 10 years. It's crazy. It's people, wild. People have been about. asking me if, if we've had anything planned for that anniversary, to which I said, no. <laughs> I mean, we uh, or, there's already a best of lag TV for all the StarCraft stuff, and that was done towards the end of like lag TV's real like peak season so that's mm. a playlist already or uh, an amazing youtuber named user a member of our community years ago meticulously went through the vast majority of lag tv starcraft catalog and put that together and dope. so it, it's a if you want to reminisce that's definitely the way to do it uh but yeah otherwise 10 years for lag tv coming up over three years for the podcast. We're still going. Jeff's got a kid. I've got a beard. <laughs> Shit's getting crazy. But before we get into the gaming stuff, I have one question, a very important one. Mr. Black, how was your week? Same old same, bro. Boom. Same old same. <laughs> uh, pretty much the same here. Physiotherapy still going. Went actually before the podcast today. Had my physio today. Nice. Uh, we've, we've moved on. From the 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 next shoulder area, arm area, and we're down into the hips now, mm. and uh, and then eventually we'll probably get to the knees, but uh, that's where we're at now. We're at the the hips and low back. She said, "I'm not going to lie to you. If they aren't the tightest, they're close to the tightest hamstrings I've ever personally seen." And I said, "Great, awesome. Sounds expensive." <laughs> so, so that's the sound of money the the amount the, the amount the amount of exercises that i had now have to do at home mm. it's just the number keeps growing and growing pretty soon i'm just going to be doing five hours of physiotherapy a day you may as well do a physiotherapy stream you know just yeah. hey guys y'all want to learn how to <laughs> how to fix your body well i'm, I'm gonna stream it to you for free free dollars Otherwise, just another week, Mortal Shell uh, review will get recorded for audio because that game got beaten. Uh, it was pretty good. Had some bugs. Yeah, I watched you play it. I watched you play it for, I probably watched like two hours here and there. Yeah, it's a solid game. Um, really hard to argue against it being, you know, as it's a $30 Canadian game. They're not even charging full price. And I have paid full price for games way shittier and way shorter. So, yeah. Uh, yep, pretty good. So the review will be coming up for that. And then somebody jokingly said, why don't you review, 
uh, 2K21 PGA. People have been playing a fuck ton of that game, and I said, and this was this was this was before like everyone was playing it. It was just like somebody mentioned it jokingly because it came out that very day, and I had just finished Mortal Shell, and I said, "Don't threaten me with a good time." Mm. And so I did. I started playing it, and I played a few days of it. And just last night, I finished the last of the parts for what I would need to do a review for it. I played around with the course editor where you make your own course, uh, which is believe it or not, fucking crazy powerful that editor. Holy shit, mm. you could make some legitimate epic-ass courses with that thing. Uh, a bit janky to get around some things, but what editor has never been a bit janky, especially when it comes to terrain de- like deformation? Yeah. I've never yeah. used one that isn't janky. This is probably one of the least jank. So, uh, yeah, yeah, one hole. I did, one, I did five hours, and it took, it took me that long to make one hole, and I'm still not happy with it. Jeez. Uh, but... I mean, I mean, the level of detail, you can place individual fucking butterflies. They have every object in the game, basically in the editor, and then you just go. Uh, That's and it crazy. Will, and it will randomly generate, you'll select a theme, so if you want fall, or you want desert, or you want fucking whatever, and then it will randomly generate 18 holes based on input on, like, how much rock do you want, how hilly do you want it to be, how much water do you want, and then it will generate 18 holes... And then you use that as a rough template, and then you can just go from there. You can completely def- uh, deform land and whatever, add water, sand traps, trees, bushes, fucking alligators. There's a helicopter. Just whatever the fuck you want. You put that shit in there. You want a helicopter in the dope. middle of your fairway? Put a helicopter in the middle of your You want a 747 in that bitch? It's doable. Make it happen. Make it happen. So, played that. Uh, otherwise, pretty good golf game so far, so I'll be reviewing that as well. And then, uh, otherwise, it's been my whole week. And we have no more time for anything else, Jeff, because we have lots of stuff to talk about today. And first up is Batman news. Lots of Batman news of various degrees this mm. week, not just in gaming. Uh, so Batman Gotham Knights, which we talked about the teased stuff last week with the, the, uh... The Owls, the Order of the fucking whatever, the... (sighs) Court of Owls is what I I had to look in my notes. The Court of Owls! So that was confirmed, basically. They put out a trailer, uh, and uh, they put out a trailer, and then they put out a gameplay trailer as well. Uh, It's called called Batman Gotham Knights, with a K, as in in Knights Knights. uh, Not the time of day. Uh, So that was the reveal for it, and... uh, I went and watched the trailer and the gameplay uh, video as well, and I was just combing through comments, seeing the general reactions to things, uh, looking on Twitter for what people have been saying about it. Uh, People aren't really that thrilled (laughs) about it. Um, And and after watching the gameplay, I'm not, like, shocked that people aren't particularly thrilled about it because it doesn't look all that good. Uh, It's... How do I even describe this? So I have some notes to help me uh, along here. So let me just go through the notes and then that will help me do it instead of trying to riff off the top of my fucking head. So uh, it's not particularly well received. I have you written down the stuff that I started seeing. Mediocre visuals, which is true. It really it didn't look like anything. Somebody described it as a, as a, uh, a mod for Fortnite and they wouldn't be completely wrong. Uh, gameplay that's far flung from the Arkham series was also not so well received. Uh, so we talked about that last week where... People were hoping it was going to be an extension of the Arkham games that were, like, critically and fan well-received. Every one of those Arkham games. That's not at all what this game is. 
And so let's break down a little bit about what the game is indeed, and I'll get your thoughts on what you think. Since you never played the Arkham games, really, you saw them, you never really played much. So, Batman is supposedly dead. You find that out right off the rip. Batman is not in this game, at least not in insofar as the trailers have, have shown. Um, so, it's, it's called Batman. But as it turns out, Batman? Dead. He's dead. Okay. Uh, supposedly. Allegedly. That's the, the allegedly. He's dead. Mm. Uh, though he died off, like I said here, he died off screen, so he's probably not actually dead. Robin, Red Hood, Batgirl, and Nightwing, which is basically three of the same thing with different guys in the suits, and Batgirl, uh, make up the knights. And those are the playable characters from, uh, from what we have seen. They all seem to have some form of melee weapon available. So even Batgirl, who like dropped down and like had like in the trailer had like the fancy take out the enemies, whatever, had a fucking nightstick on her, like on her, on her dominant hand kind of shit. Um, so there are weapons involved to various degrees. Uh, Mr. Freeze is back despite how things went in the Arkham games, which if I'm not mistaken, Mr. Freeze was super dead. So, Batman is dead, despite not actually being dead, and Mr. Freeze is alive, despite actually being dead, is how this is all starting out so far. Okay. <laughs> uh, and the Court of Owls was, in fact, confirmed there. Plays as a co-op... This is where people were really, really... They, they lost people on this. Plays as a co-op multiplayer RPG. With drop-in and drop-out capabilities. So, in the gameplay trailer you saw in the top right... Like Robin joined or whatever, like somebody mm-hmm. would have dropped into the game, mm-hmm. uh, and includes level progression for the characters that you play, so mm-hmm. RPG mechanics in that regard, and leveled gear and loot with stats seems to be included um, as numbers are appearing above enemies' heads when you're hitting them. Various colors, you know, maybe it's a weakness, maybe it's a critical hit. Uh, the gear seemingly changed in scenes that people were using. So, um, it's kind of like the fucking Marvel game. Yeah. They don't seem to be doing dissimilar stu- uh, stuff here. So it's, it's, a, it's, um, it's like third person action-y looter shooter without the shooter part. Looter mm. RPG, we'll call it. Um, and so people weren't exactly thrilled about that. A lot of people were hoping for just an extension of the action combat that the Arkham games had because it was really quite good. Uh, whereas this just looked, and the other comparison they made, especially a direct comparison with Mr. Freeze, because they show a bit of fighting Mr. Freeze, is that, uh, in the Arkham games, fighting Mr. Freeze was actually a really unique combat experience as a boss. And then in this trailer watching it, it was like the... Run of the, the mill, super fucking bland, beat on him with numbers on his head until he fucking dies, kind of shit. Mm-hmm. Like, like just go in. He's a sponge, just fucking wham, 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 until until he dies. Like very not not nearly as involved. Um, and then lots of graphic comparisons between the two, where Arkham looked better, and Arkham's like fucking seven years old. Um. And the trailer had a lot of performance issues as well. It was obviously a very early build of the game. A lot of frame drops, a lot of stuttering, uh, and things of that. And not like, not like that was the video, but the actual game was fucking up. Mm. Uh, and so, yeah, the general feeling was that it was, it was, I would, I would describe it as lukewarm at best. 
was, was probably the reaction. Lukewarm at best. Uh, and it's hard to please everyone when it comes to superhero games and movies. We all know this. Uh, mm-hmm. But after watching the gameplay, like if it was just the the trailer part leading up to it, and people were bitching about it, I'd be like, ah, give it some fucking let me let's see the gameplay. They actually showed the gameplay. Didn't look all that good. And if you want, you can go and check that out freely. It's uh, up on YouTube. Very very lukewarm reception. So Jeff, if I came to you and said, "There's a Batman game. Batman's not in it. You're not playing Batman, but you're playing one of four other characters." Uh, wielding a bunch of weapons that they probably wouldn't normally wield in uh, most context uh, in the comic books with leveled loot and gear uh, and uh, and run-of-the-mill RPG action combat with uh, co-op multiplayer. What is your, what, what would your response to that be? Does that sound like something in the Batman universe uh, as far as a game, or just a game in general that you'd be interested in playing? No. Okay. I mean, I'm not the demographic for this anyway. Does it so even, like my, okay, so your bias notwithstanding, does it even sound like a game that that like that that is the right direction for this kind of shit? I mean, uh, I I don't mind RPG element type games where you're grinding up weapons and levels and stuff. Like I I actually enjoy that type of grind because it gives you something to progress with instead of just I like, do too within reason you know there's definitely like a limit that I think yeah. Borderlands found my limit with that yeah. <laughs> where there's like there's like too much grind that can be done but no I do I, I agree I don't yeah. mind I don't mind that that kind of that kind of addition yeah I I, I don't mind it and in, in fact if I'm playing an RPG like game I pretty much prefer that I'm not really sure i I could play a game that I feel like I'm getting no progression outside of a story. Um, and I have choices and stuff. And But the, I think the problem that a lot of these games are having, and it's not just potentially this one, I don't know, I've played it, but is is a lot of the times there's there's too much grinding and there's too much, um, there's too much detail. And I think like eight years ago, six, eight years ago, that would have been fine. Like but you mean, like having a piece of armor where it's like reduces damage by eight point six three percent. Yeah, I just, I just feel like games have evolved from that. Um, whether that's good or a bad thing, that's subjective. But there's so much free to play stuff. There's so many games out there that I feel like making a game that's such a commitment is almost a detriment to the game because people don't want to commit. Like they're all day, every day to a game anymore. Mm. You gotta like find, you gotta find that that sweet spot where people are gonna continue to play your game, but it can't be the only thing that they can play. Because if they, if the, if the player feels as though, well, if I don't grind this game, I'm gonna fucking suck. I'm not gonna have what everybody else has, and they're not gonna want to play it. They, you have to find that happy middle ground where they have content that they feel as though they're grinding. And, and and achieving but you also don't want to make it make a player feel as though if they're not grinding they're they're they'll never catch up or there's just too much to do and so they don't want to commit and then they just don't want to play yeah um, it's a, that's the that's like the 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 and we're seeing more and more of that now like the marvel game is literally this as well like this is yeah. this is the the ultimate yeah. alliance whatever the fuck uh where it, it, it seems and, and it's the games as a service thing that is a problem too or it lends to that feeling of you can never catch up, and then yeah. they and they but they know that with games of service, and they'll often they'll often give you 
real money alternatives to catch yourself up if you do yeah. fall behind. And so, yeah, yeah, but I agree. It does. But it, that's when people call it. That's when people call it pay to win. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And, you know, it's it's a fine line. And listen, I don't. If Marvel and DC want to make these type of games, I'm OK with it. It's 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 not for me. They're just trying to get to make games where you're playing your favorite uh, superheroes mm. or villains mm. all the time. So it's fresh in your mind. You're more likely to go watch their movies. You're more likely to go buy their merch, buy their comics, um, you know, buy their fucking lunch bags and everything else for school. It's a marketing play at this point. None of this bugs me because this is no different than it being on mobile. This is no different than it just being another generic RPG. It's no different than if there was a, a Gotham Knights racing game or now, you know, you're seeing all these Marvel characters again in Fortnite. And, dude, it's just a big marketing play. At this point, I don't even think they really care all that much about how good a video game is. They're just trying to get in every type of market or any type of market that is kind of sizzling hot or or that is getting any type of, of numbers that play. And they're just trying to, you know, they, they pay a developer shit money to go make a, a shitty game that they're going to turn a profit in, and, th and that's the show. I mean, it, you're seeing these things like every six months now. They don't appeal to me. Uh, they're not for me. And I'm just going to flat out say it. You know, I'm, I, I, consider, I consider myself like a hardcore gamer. Um, these aren't for hardcore gamers, bro. These games aren't for hardcore gamers. These are casual. These, are, these games are built for casual people that are going to dump money and time into a game. And they're not they're not built for gamers, in my opinion. But hey, I didn't play it, so I'm just going I, I don't by what I'm hearing. I don't, I don't disagree. I, don't, I mean, I don't disagree because the whole game's model seems to lend itself to that games as a service kind of vibe. Um, you know how games as a servicey it will get. I, I don't I don't personally know right now. That that information might even be out there. I just don't I just don't know. But yeah, I mean, it doesn't it doesn't seem like a you know, a very hardcore gamer type thing. And not all games no. need to be that, but there, no. but when, but there's a difference between a game that's not made for like a quote unquote hardcore gamer. That's also not just a fucking cash grab. And, and I mean, it's not uncommon to see superhero related stuff being milked for merchandise. It's just oh, yeah. that instead of just toys now, video games are also part of the merchandise umbrella where they're going to look at it and uh, it wouldn't be surprising to me if 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 they're if you're seeing a game now with these superheroes and there hasn't really been a movie or something that's been done for them this is just gauging interest maybe we throw some of these characters into a fucking movie now like now yeah. maybe we, we're, we're gonna do that i mean i'm not saying that superhero uh, games can't be good because obviously we've had, we've had amazing, lots of great amazing games, games. Yeah. but you can tell which ones are for gamers yes. and which ones are for like yeah. casual kids or whatever that just like superheroes it's like slapping a superhero on a cereal box I'm not more likely to go buy a fucking box of corn pops that has fucking Spider-Man on the front but that kid with his mom in the grocery aisle going, I went to, Sp to Spider-Man win you know, that's that's what these types of games are yes, to me. Yeah, yeah. Not saying that they can't be great because there is obviously superhero games that you can tell like real like real people that love comics that really want to add to lore that really want to give an experience in a different medium other than than movies or TV shows. They're putting their heart and soul into it. 
I see shit like this, and it reminds me of cereal box. I'm not into it. Yeah, that's that's the Ain't exact feel. That's the exact feel I get uh, as well. Maybe it will be something to prove us wrong, but for now, that's the feel. Mm. That's the feel. Um. Oh, the last thing I wanted to add here, I, so I didn't get to get in there as well, and an, uh, a mechanic that I fucking hate personally is that enemies apparently also level alongside of you. So you have oh. a game that includes grinding and leveling gear and getting better gear and whatever, and then you get to a boss that maybe wasn't intended for you to fight with good gear, and so they just level the fucking boss right up to you. And I can appreciate to a degree where they're trying to make it an equal experience across the board, but having uh, having that mechanic tends to always make you feel like you're never actually progressing. You are getting yep. better armor, better abilities, better whatever, but you're not feeling any more powerful as a player, and so you just feel like you have this one fucking straight line of an experience versus actually getting stronger and better and feeling more powerful versus your enemies. And I, that, I mean, it was the worst in Oblivion back in 2006, where like you got to a point where fucking trolls were literally unkillable uh, because they leveled alongside you so much that unless you had like really specific runes and shit on your armor and weapons, you lit, you couldn't kill. Impossible to kill. And that was on default difficulty. You could turn that slider up. So mm. um, ever since then, never been a fan of it. Not a big, uh, not a big fan of that at all, and uh, unfortunately, this has it. But to what degree, we don't know yet. Maybe it's just bosses, and maybe the bosses mechanically evolve at certain level intervals or something fancy like that. But uh, but the fact that that's even possibly a thing turns me off. Next up, more DC stuff because this is all coming from like the the DC Dome, whatever the heck, uh, the Doug Dimmodome, owner of the Dimsdale Dimmodome. Um, Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League trailer drop, which was just a trailer, CG, no gameplay or anything of that uh, that nature in there. Relatively well done um, trailer, uh, you know, is neither here nor there. But the thing that I took away from it immediately is that it literally looks like, remember that game Sunset Overdrive, the Xbox game? Yep. If you yep. took that game and mm. just put the Suicide Squad characters in it, this is exactly is the fucking game. That's all it yeah. is. Yeah. I don't see any I don't see anything inspired about it. They literally took Sunset Overdrive and said, "Hey, the splashy bright color and the the vibe, that goes really well with Suicide Squad. Just plug them into Sun- and Sunset Overdrive and call it a game." And we haven't seen gameplay yet, but just from the trailer alone, that is 100% the vibe they're going for. Yeah. Uh I don't know if you saw the trailer yourself. I did. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's all I could take you take away. And it was within the first like three fucking seconds of that trailer. I was like, why does this look exactly like sunset overdrive? I mean, it's pretty, uh, it's, it's, it's pretty I mean, it's CGI. Looking. So it's hard yeah, to it's fucking, CGI, yeah, but uh, it's, it once again, it's just more generic video games. Like it's just, um, uh, it's not for me. It's not for me. <laughs> they must be doing okay. Making these things because sunset overdrive is more for me than a game plugging superheroes into Sunset Overdrive. Because yeah. now you're just now you're just being lazy about it. And now you're really just looking for any excuse to get Suicide Squad's name out there, pretty much. Uh next up after that, we've got more Call of Duty news. Uh mm-hmm. and Call of Duty Cold War, we already talked about that last week. That was a confirmed thing. The trailer was up. We actually praised the trailer for being fucking raw and real. 
It was a good trailer. It was, and it was, and it was, whether they intended to or not, when they first started making this game, uh, they intended, or oh, sorry, whether they intended to or not, very timely, this trailer, in, in terms of like what is going on in the U.S. right now as a, as a yeah. political climate. Um, a few days ago, they took down the trailers globally and re-uploaded them heavily edited, removing uh, quite a bit of content. Most notably, they removed the uh, the segment that had footage of uh, of Tiananmen Square, um, which was after apparently uh, some Chinese uh, government pushback. So, and like I said here, not just overseas. So they didn't just remove that overseas. They removed that on the North American side. They removed that European side. They took it down everywhere to remove that Tiananmen Square uh, footage. And so, uh, the irony of this, of course, is that if you remember the original trailer, I don't know if it's still in the new trailer that they put up. I haven't seen the re-released one in its entirety. Um... The tagline for this game is know your history or be doomed to repeat it. And mm. so the deep irony mm. of taking the trailer down to remove Tiananmen Square footage while having the tagline know your history or be doomed to repeat it is thick. Mm. You could cut that shit with a knife. Mm. Or in the case of Tiananmen Square, a series of tanks. <laughs> Um, the tweet that I, I made, uh, that, that was quoted about talking about this was just, it's, it's my, sums up my feelings. It was Bobby Kodak does his best to fillet the entire CCP in an effort to prove he's nobody's bitch. What was that? That was a loud, loud thud. One second. I want to make sure Nan didn't, like, fall over something. Yeah. One sec. Yeah. Um, but while while he is going upstairs to make sure all is well, Never hit mind. the like Just button. Just dad outside working on a door. Oh, okay. That shit, <laughs> that shit moved your camera. Yeah, that was, that was... Well, he's literally on the other side of this wall, so that's... Uh -huh. that's yeah, that's why. That's why. No, we're, we're okay. So, um... So, yeah, the, uh... I'm not surprised, but I'm also, I'm just so tired of seeing this shit. Um, especially from Activision. Activision, as we, we talked about months ago, with um, the banning of that Hearthstone player, um, standing up for Hong Kong, that whole debacle. Activision can't suck enough Chinese government dick to keep them satisfied. And it's really sad to watch North American companies just take it in the ass for the sake of trying to work into a market and doing it with such, with, with such important information. It'd be one thing to like, oh, they don't want blood or something like whatever the fuck. Okay. Yeah. It's but for China to be actively on a global scale, not just domestically anymore, trying to keep something like Tiananmen Square from the history books and can trying to convince people it was like fucking Hitler never happened and, and the concentration camps were all a fucking lie. Like trying to keep that information out 
It's one thing for them to do that domestically. It's another thing when they seemingly have the power to mold how companies housed in other countries around the world, politically not affiliated with them in any way, shape, or form, to join the bandwagon of removing Tiananmen Square from the fucking annals of publicly viewed history is just crazy to me. And it's, and, and it, what it makes me want to do, honestly, is just stop buying Activision games altogether. Uh, it's one thing people get concerned about, like, uh, Tencent buying, like, portions of companies and stuff. That's never bothered me very much. Foreign companies buy interest and shit all the time. American companies do it too. Can you, like, every, everyone, the world is a giant fucking interconnected, uh, thing globally as far as a business goes. But when it, when you start doing that shit, now I actually do want to just not buy your shit anymore. Because, because you're, you're not just fucking with a consumer now you're fucking with history and like really important history and 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 aiding a government actively suppressing its people in ways that that so that 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 we just like are apparently so used to that we don't even fucking bother with it anymore and sometimes it's hard to to remember that china isn't just its fucking government china is over a billion people Normal-ass people, most of which are not particularly wealthy. And so, it's it's easy to just, because all we talk about is the Chinese government, where people have, like, the stigmatism, or the, the stigma about, stigma, not stigmatism, stigma about Chinese culture and Chinese people, but that's not, like, the government is not the people. But we can't be just, we can't, like, if if all it takes for us over here is to just not be such consumerism-laden shit with companies that are wanting to be in bed with the, the fucking government that's doing all that shit, not just for the money, but actively involved in suppressing history, then I, yeah, I don't, I don't fucking know. I, I, I gotta, uh, I gotta say... I'm probably not going to buy another Activision game for a long while. I'm I'm stepping away from it. And it will be the first time that I've ever done anything like that. I've never been one to, like, quote-unquote, boycott shit before. So if they didn't put the stuff, if they didn't put the video in there to begin with, to take it out, then you'd have been fine with it. Yes, because, fact- because that tells you what their motive is. If it had never been in there in the first place... That's different than them putting it in and then somebody coming over and going, no, and then going, okay, fine. Yes, please. I'm sorry. Let me kiss your boots publicly doing it and then saying nothing about it. Zero. That's very telling. What else are they going to say about it? What else are they going to say about it? You don't do it in the first place. Well, fuck it. They're a multi-billion dollar company. They don't need the Chinese market. And if they needed the Chinese market, is it really at the cost of fucking joining them in erasing one of the worst tragedies in human fucking modern history? Really? That's it? That's the hill to die on? The answer is no. That was a rhetorical question. If they chose not to do it at all up front, 
that is significantly different than doing it and then publicly kissing the boots, which they've already done with that Hearthstone player. Of course. This is round two. Dude, they're in bed with China, man. The movie business is in bed with China. The video game business is in bed with China. You know, everybody's in bed Every, with China. And everyone's got a line. And this was this was this was my line. Okay. This was my line. It, this, they this just they it, just don't this get isn't anything new. This has been going on forever. Exactly. But this everyone's got a line. That's like saying racism's been going on forever. Everyone's got a fucking line, bro. Everything if you go to human history, lots of shit's been going on forever. But eventually it's got to fucking come to a stop. And like I said, it's one thing to take and want to work into a market and be actively there and like putting in like the movie industry, putting in uh, Chinese actors specifically to play to the Chinese market so they boost their fucking uh, box office numbers or uh, doing Mulan the way they're doing it specifically to try and like be more popular in fucking China. That's that's one thing. But oh, to actively... Yeah, there's a lot more that goes on than that. I know bro. there's there, more. I know there's more than that. There, but what I'm yeah. saying is scenes, that's scenes get taken out. Yes, specifically for like movies. Yes, are for, that happens changed. in Germany. The, I mean, there, there are multiple places that happens where that ha- that kind of stuff happens. And I, I'm not happy about that either. But when you're even doing it here in North America, where you can't even we can't even recognize that history in North America be, as a company, because it's different than removing it for that one country versus removing it. For the entire fucking world as a platform because China told you to. Do you understand the difference between those two things? I think so, yeah. Okay. That, that, that gives the Chinese government way more reach than they deserve or have any fucking right of having. I mean, they don't even have the right to do what they're doing anyway in their home country. Technically, as far as I'm concerned. But at least it's their home country. But to have that reach globally to be able to shut that kind of shit down that's now you're now you're out now now you're way past your fucking you're out of your lane you're driving into oncoming fucking traffic that's a totally different animal those are two very different things and so i i can't i can't fucking i can't support that shit if you were just if you were just adjusting it for their market that's fine. That's the reality is of getting into that market. But when they get to come to you and say, don't do this globally, and you bow to that shit, now that's a fucking problem. Especially with something with the gravity of this. What China's doing with Hong Kong, what China's doing with the Tiananmen Square since the fucking event happened is insane and ludicrous. And companies should not be taking part in that kind of history-shaping bullshit. On a global scale, you know, you can, you can make an argument maybe for doing it within China, but not outside of that, especially not in North America. Fuck all of that shit. So, uh, fuck Activision. Bobby Kodak can Bobby co-lick my dick. Um, I'm out the game until they bring that back. It's that simple. Yeah, uh, I mean, I, I mean, for me, it is, it is what it is. I'm, I'm not as passionate about this topic as you are, because I'm, I'm not, I'm not playing Call of Duty for a fucking history lesson. Uh, well, I'm, I'm gonna just, play me some Warzone because it's free ninety nine. But I'm not Call giving them more money. I'm playing Call of Duty to fucking figure out how bad the game is, 
or just go in there and have some mindless fun. Fact that a video is there or not, I'm not I'm not going back to school. I'm not trying to I'm not trying to learn anything. I'm not trying I don't give a fuck what the game is. Uh so you know, for me, this just doesn't even move me in any way, shape, or form. And the reason why it doesn't move me is because this has just been going on. This this type of shit happens all the time. Uh China probably owns a massive stake in Activision. Uh you know, it's it's just the reality. It's just the reality of business. They don't want to be betrayed in a certain way. Um, and that's just business. That, that's just it. Is it wrong? Yeah, it is. Uh, there's all kinds of crazy fucked up shit that goes on and censorship that, that happens. It doesn't just happen in China. It happens here. Uh, it happens here probably a lot more than people think. Uh, but at the end of the day, bro, the fact that they took out a video from a trailer or a game or anything means zero fucks to me personally fair ball uh the next up we've got is lord of the rings Gollum was announced uh it was more of a teaser trailer than anything no real gameplay shown um i have no idea what the game is going to be about but i'm going to assume since you're playing as Gollum, it's going to be like a stealth action title that's about the only thing that makes sense to me as a Gollum character i'm not sure what else it's not like Gollum's going to be wielding a broadsword uh and flipping around like yoda uh, mm. in a lightsaber battle, it's probably not going to happen. So I'm going to go with stealth action of some kind, uh, for for this game. And I guess we'll have to wait to see some more. I'm interested that that's even a thing. I don't I don't know if I could have personally sat down and said to myself, you know what the world needs right now, the Lord of the Rings mm. Gollum. But I'm here. No, to, I- I'm here to see. I'm I'm here to see if you can make it work. It's different. It would be different. It's not another Lord, like standard Lord of the Rings game where you play a Strider for like 90th time. At least, you know, it's, it's something different. Mm. So uh, we'll wait and see what comes out of it. For, but for now, just a teaser. I think people from the, um, from the trailer discerned, you know, Lord of the Rings fans discerned some sort of like timeline, like where it, it falls in the, the Lord of the Rings thing. I wanted to say they, they, they thought it was somewhere between The Hobbit and the first movie. I think is what I was seeing people talking about, but either way, we'll wait and see some more as it, uh, as it comes up. Uh, according to a mod that was verified on, uh, or a mod verified Resetera user who's, who goes by the name of, uh, Sponger, who has leaked accurate information in the past. It's apparently, and specifically I should say, uh, leaked accurate information about first party Xbox related stuff in the past. It's apparently being considered to drop the Xbox One version of Halo Infinite following the delay. Which is actually, that's, that's pretty fucking, it's pretty fucking big news. Uh, furthermore, in relation to this, we also learned this week, and I'll, I'll let you talk about your thoughts about that here in a second, I'll just go over all this. So 343 Industry is being gifted some help. As the as a Halo veteran, Joseph Staten is going to be joining up with them to aid in the completion of the game. Staten was the formed uh, or the former Bungie director of cinematics and will become Infinite's project lead for the campaign. So, three four three industry is so lost in the weeds right now that they're bringing back an old Bungie alumni that was uh, part of Halo's original story arc and what would have made Halo Halo. To save this sinking ship, which at this point is less of a sinking ship and more of a submarine. Shit's underwater. Yeah. It's sunk. Yeah. 
It's uh, some. So at this point, we're diving for what buried treasure is left in that ship. Yeah. Saving that and leaving the ship behind. We're looking for the heart of the ocean and we're getting the fuck out of there. <laughs> that's, right? that's it. Yeah. Jack is dead. All right. <laughs> he ain't coming back. No. So all we can do now is just go grab the heart of the ocean. Find it somewhere. All right. Just find the heart of the ocean and just put it on display somewhere so people can go and watch and just be done with it. That's all. That's what we're at. Uh, interestingly enough, the, the blog post that was talking about, um, uh, Joseph joining the team also mentioned that they said that the game will not be pushed back to 2022, which is what you and I, I think discussed briefly, uh, the other day, like getting, I thought I said 2021. Well, like holiday, like end of the year, not like, I think I said, I wouldn't be surprised if it was pushed until holiday of 2021. So basically the end of the fucking year, uh, I didn't expect to see it in, for example, spring, yeah. Uh, but maybe they somehow pull that off. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> the sounds of it, it might be 2022. <laughs> it comes out. Uh, so 2022, and the, they said the Xbox One version won't be scrapped. But I also have in my notes here that it's kind of hard to believe, as I think you're alluding to here as well, kind of hard to believe anything they say at this point. Well, it, not only that, if you're going to be late 2021, spring of 2022, are you really going to put it on the Xbox One? No, really? No, it makes no sense. At that point, you are pretty much phasing out all Xbox one production games and you're selling X, the the new Xbox. Yeah. There ain't, you most certainly are not holding on to this, to the game that everybody wants. Right. And I, I'm I'm saying that loosely, Yeah, but the game that is going to sell, sell your console, you're not going to hold that till the end of 2021 or 2022 knowing that the console comes out this year and then you're going to go, oh, by the way, don't run out and buy our console because come 2022 or end of 2021, you'll still be able to use it on your Xbox One. That just sounds, that sounds so dumb. <laughs> that sounds so incredibly stupid. And uh, you don't have a fucking lineup of games to sell your Xbox One or your new Xbox to begin with? And you're going to tell people, don't worry, it's still going to come out on Xbox One? Hell no. They're going to say, that shit is dead. Go buy the new Xbox because when the game comes out now, you're fucked if you didn't get the new Xbox. Run out and buy it. Don't buy a PS5. Don't do it. Bro, (laughs) this game, and I'm I'm not even saying this for the laugh, this game needs to be canceled. Not just not just reworked, mm. canceled. Three four three industries get stripped of the Halo franchise. They can make the next Cooking Mama game for all I fucking care. Which, by the way, we still don't have any news about Cooking Mama, and I'm kind of sad about that. I want to know more about Cooking Mama, but we don't have that yet. Three four three industry, not a fucking clue what to do with Halo. The fact they're bringing in this guy confirms. They're- yeah, they're fucked. That they don't know what the fuck they're doing with Halo. And this is like this is this is like an all hands on deck five alarm fire. We're just trying to keep people's jobs at this point and get a game out that hits a seven and a ten. That's what we're banking on right now. Mm. Well, not only that, now they're now they're on a complete uphill climb because not only does the game look like dog shit. 
right? Everybody's fucking hating this game right now. Yes. So so the levels of expectations are already pretty fucking low, and people want to see this thing burn at this point. But now you're giving it some hope, and you're telling the fans, hey, I know it looked like dog shit, but we're bringing back your boy. All right? (laughs) So now people are going, oh, you know, maybe... Maybe we can get back to old Halo. And they're going to realize that the only person that's winning here is the dude that's coming back and getting paid millions of dollars to come in and fucking throw a Hail Mary down a fucking football field and realizing that the person that's trying to catch it is already out of bounds. So, okay. Essentially, they're not, even, they're not even toes in. They're like, they're, they're approaching the concession stands. Bro, they're in the parking lot, bro. <laughs> over and he's throwing it i mean he's looking good throwing it and it's a it's a straight throw they're gonna catch it but they're in the parking lot it's over <laughs> it's done it's done oh uh, gg yeah i'm, I'm telling i'm telling you man it would be like I, they've probably already spent a bunch of money on this game but at this point there's almost nothing that could be done here in my opinion that's going to redeem this fucking title in time uh and and if you're if there was any hope of of saving Halo's fucking name at this point, you cancel the whole thing. You can three four three industries. You rebuild another team, which by the way we're going to talk about the team that I think that should have been on this in the first place, and go from there. Because next up, and we've known about this since for a while now because they they named this back in 2018. But Microsoft has been continuing to buy up talent from all over the industry. We're talking about people from God of War. We're talking about people making making. Every, I'll, I'll read the list. It should say it should say here in a second. But it's an old list. They've got more now. Hmm. Buying up talent from all over the industry to assemble a team that they call the Initiative. The Initiative. And they've officially said now that they are creating what they're labeling not just a AAA game, Jeff. But a, a quadruple A game, whatever that means. I don't know what that means. Bungie was a Bungie had a five hundred million dollar budget for a triple A game in Destiny, so I don't know what the fuck quadruple is—a billion dollar game. I don't know what it is, but a quadruple A game. That game is reportedly not confirmed, but reportedly a third-person Perfect Dark game. No, that ain't it. I'm sorry. I don't care if that was five A's. A third person, perfect dark game is a, is not what. Now, if you just told me a perfect dark game, I still am saying no. That ain't it, dog. <laughs> I don't give a fuck how loved and cult loved perfect dark is because it's 007, but a little bit better in terms of like mechanically and. You know, but still, I still think 007 GoldenEye is a better game because it's, you know, I'm just biased like that. But Perfect Dark, that's going to be your quadruple A game is a Perfect Dark game. I don't a, give a fuck. A third person. A third person. Bro, let alone, per- bro, it could have been a straight up first person Perfect Dark game. It could have been a fucking, bro, they could have said 007 GoldenEye remake quadruple A. I'm still going to go, that ain't it. It ain't it. And I don't give a fuck. I'm sorry, but any third-person shooter game as your quadruple, I don't. what is a quadruple? Is it just more money or is it a new gaming experience altogether? Because what this sounds like, sounds like we're getting like another fucking 
uh, Rogue One or whatever the hell this Rogue game that everybody's playing. It just sounds like more generic shit. You know what this quadruple A stuff sounds? Because I saw this shit on Twitter. I was I was going, what the fuck is this? Are they that desperate? Did, do does Microsoft literally have nothing? Do they actually have nothing where they have to create a new category of game to try and hype some shit up? Yes. Does that you know what this means? This just means it's going to have like a hundred and forty nine ninety nine dollar price tag because it's quadruple A, baby. It's like going to the movie theater and watching something in IMAX 3D where you're just going to pay an extra shit to watch it on a bigger screen. Bro, this shit better blow me the fuck away. I better have the perfect dark main character come into my basement and suck me dry if it's going to be a quadruple fucking A perfect dark game. What the fuck? Yeah, that was my thoughts. My thoughts exactly. Uh, but here, but, but here's, here's the thing. Now, here's the thing. Here's the list as of 2019 July of the people on this team. Uh, and I just gotta, I just gotta, there's more, again, there's more people than this now. Daryl Gallagher is a studio head from Activision and Square Enix. Annie Lore, recruiter from Respawn and Treyarch. Daniel Nurberger. Uh, game director for the Tomb Ra- the new Tomb Raider series. Drew Murray, the lead designer of Sunset Overdrive. Christian uh, Cantamessa, narrative consultant from Red Dead Redemption. Brian, uh, Brian Westergaard, director of production at God of War and the Tomb Raider series. Blake Fisher, director in, uh, of narrative from Xbox. Chris O'Neill, lead level designer, God of War and Metal Gear Online. Robert Ryan, senior systems designer from Motive and Naughty Dog. Ian, uh, Ian Miller, senior designer, God of War. Kai Zhang, uh, senior designer, God of War. Ray Yamans, senior designer, God of War and Tomb Raider. Tom Shepard, uh, or Sherpard, uh, technical director, Grand Theft Auto V, Red Dead Redemption 2. William Archbell, uh, technical director, Riot Games and 343. Christian Guzman, uh, associate technical director has nothing attached to him. Ben Diamond, lead systems engineer from Respawn and God of War 3. Caesar Castro, senior des- uh, software designer for EA Sports, UFC, and FIFA. Robert Marr, lead gameplay engineer for Cryptic Studios. Victoria Miller, producer at PlayStation. Irma Ward, associate producer. Matt Corcoran, uh, uh, principal character artist, Jurassic World movie. Uh, Zay Jones, principal character artist for Tomb Raider and Uncharted 4. Branford Williams, principal production designer for Daybreak. Oliver Gin- uh, Guinea, concept artist for Black Ops 4. Isaac Yarman Kim, concept artist at Naughty Dog. Arlington Cruz, an animator, and Lindsay McQueen, HR manager. So you don't even Google, need to say names, bro. Just call. Just say the games. I don't Google know and Crystal Dynamics. So just the games. That's it. So I mean, we're talking. We've got multiple Naughty Dog, multiple Red Dead. And uh, Grand Theft Auto, multiple new Tomb Raider, multiple, uh, multiple respawn, multiple fucking God of War, <clears throat> God of War people. That's that's just from July of 2019. There's more people. Um, that's a crazy team. It's basically like, it, but but here's my concern: is that depending on, and I don't know exactly you know, how much influence these people had at the other companies they came from. But this could end up being like, you know, the sports team, like basketball is a great example, where you put like five of the top fucking players in the entire league on one team. 
and then you put them out, like, what was it, like, the heat. You put them out on the fucking court at the same time, and they're all used to being the go-to guy. And now you're asking them to share the fucking spotlight and work together? There's egos, bro. This sounds like a desperate attempt to say, look at all these talented people we have. We're going to call it a quadruple A. Bro, they could have got together and made fucking cooking mama, and they would have called this a quadruple A game with all these people on it. I'd fuck through a quadruple A cooking mama game. This just sounds like (laughs) a fucking publicity stunt. It sounds like even if... Could you imagine all these people getting together and working to get... Bro, they're going to have the smallest bit of input. It's going to just be... It's perfect dark. The answer is no. It's just sounds it's allegedly ridiculous. perfect dark. Well, I mean, for fuck's but it's, sake, it sounds it sounds exactly like something Microsoft would be doing. No, no, <laughs> I'm I'm not like I can't get excited about this because it just sounds ridiculous. You know what you want when you get a team like that together? Something completely new, right? You don't want them to go back and like dig up fucking like an old IP or some shit. You if you get a team like that together, let them sit down. And come up with some crazy new shit. I'm not even sure you want that many people involved that are that notable in one project. It's like, can you really think of many films where you have a large list of incredible actors where the movie is just renowned? Like, it's just like, oh my God, that was... Endgame's about the closest thing we've ever got. Yeah, but I mean, even that, you know... That I'm talking about like famous, well-known actors. I'm not talking about like Marvel superhero okay. actors. I'm talking like 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 high class, Oscar winning, amazing actors. Usually, they get all two together. Yeah, and, and a lot of it is it's a lot of it is artsy fartsy fluff that the vast majority of people don't really connect to all that much. And everybody just kind of half-ass it because nobody's the star. Nobody's taking credit for everything. It's just like, I don't know, man. Uh, in a video game, I, 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 don't, I don't foresee this. I, I think this is just a marketing ploy. I'd love to be, able, I'd love to be proven wrong. Uh I mean, when you create something called the initiative and you start headhunting the top people and then you call it a quadruple A game, the level of expectation that you set is it's intense. It's crazy. It's intense. Why anyone would want to do that to the developer is beyond me. Like the level of fucking expectation now for this group of people, regardless of their acumen going into this, you create another category called quadruple A. Come on now. Mm hmm. I mean, you're never going to live up to that. Like, people people are viewing, because Quadruple A has never existed before now. So that means that, like, Grand Theft Auto V, or Red Dead Redemption 2, or The Last of Us Part 2, these are AAA games. And so now you're saying, we're going to create a new category that's beyond the, the, the mammoth Grand Theft Auto V, Red Dead Redemption 2, Last of Us Part 2, where the employees are already basically dead by the time the games are made and they've got $500 million budgets. Yeah. It doesn't exactly, you know, it doesn't exactly bode well for the, uh, the initiative in that regard, but, uh, all the best to them and hopefully against all odds, 
Hopefully like the good. Avengers Endgame, they pull it off. Uh, next up, Guild Wars 2's next expansion was announced, and it's called The End of Dragons. Uh, they did a, for anyone who uh, played Guild Wars in the past, or continues to play Guild Wars, everyone's really, really, really excited about this. Um, as it seems to be going back to Cantha Province, which was like original Guild Wars kind of shit. Uh, and so lots of people are quite hype about that, so I just wanted to throw that in there. Uh, next up as well, we've got, I, uh, oh, <laughs> I have this in the notes. I wasn't that far off. So last year I said that 2020 Nintendo would release an, a refreshed Switch console, uh, probably by the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, then they said that they weren't going to do that. And I, I got sad because, you know, us here at Technical Alpha, we're Nostradamus. We, we call shit all the time. And I was sad because we I was a swing and a miss. It's a, it's a mar on the record. I'm still taking the W. It was just a couple of months off because they're giving room for PlayStation and Microsoft. That's all they're doing. It's already in the works. It's been basically confirmed that, that in the early parts of 2021, Nintendo is going to be releasing a refresh of Nintendo Switch. Um, and they're going to have a bunch of games to release alongside of that, or not release, but like announced to go alongside of it with this new, new refresh. And it's rumored to even be doing pushing, whether that's video or just in certain formats or whatever, but at least have the power to handle 4k content, which doesn't mean 4k games necessarily, but it will, I mean, it it should tell you that it will have a lot more power than the current switch. Not that that's hard to do, but a lot more power. So, um, there you, there you have it. So if you've somehow managed to get to this point without owning a switch and you think you can survive the, the fall and winter pandemic without owning a switch, if you can even find one to buy right now, yeah, it's there's time. another one coming. There's another one coming. Um, yeah, that's super interesting to me. Cause I, I'm like, if it stays the same form factor, it's, uh, like that's that's gonna be fucking wild. Having a, a like that powerful in your handheld now now Nintendo's doing some real shit, right? Yep. Like if they even if it is 1080p 60, which I think is all anyone wants, really in a console uh, like that. I mean nobody's asking Nintendo for 4K fucking gaming. Like it's not really not that important. But 1080p 60 locked in, no frame stutter, no bullshit. Just give us that. I'm in. I'm in. And that sounds like it's probably what we're gonna be getting. Uh, next up, and last on our list for game stuff, just as a, a, a mention here, Gamescom started today, and uh, and I only saw bits and pieces, and uh, Foxy was piping me as I was writing the rest of the podcast list. This was happening, and and Fox was like sending me some stuff, and there was some interesting stuff that that came through. Nothing crazy. Uh, but we can definitely talk about Gamescom stuff next week. Um, more stuff will happen between now and then, and we'll we'll pick some of the good stuff out and uh, and talk about it then. But a lot of it that I saw was just trailers and stuff um, for games we already knew about. There was some new stuff thrown in there uh, that we can talk about, but uh, nothing that blew my mind yet. But Gamescom's only just begun, so you never know what you're going to find out. Uh, and that's it, which means it's time, Jeff! It's time. I've got a question yeah. for you. Okay. I've got a question for you. What is it? I'm hoping, you know, since I'm going to be here for a while, the pandemic's got me here for a while, and uh-huh. I'm just, I have to, sometimes you have to change your environment a little bit. You know, you're stuck in the same room all the time, 
but you got to change it up to make it feel a little fresh. You know, sometimes you get stuck in your work runt, and then, you know, you start piling up papers around and shit because you're just, you're not feeling it. You need to clean up the space. You got to make okay. it work. You got to change it up a little bit. Okay. And so I'm thinking about maybe changing the color of the room. Maybe mm. just painting it up a little bit here and there. But it's difficult because, Jeff, paint has gotten crazy. The Martha Stewart era took over, and now we've got a fucking bajillion colors to mm. choose from when it comes to paints. Names of these paints that I can't even pronounce half the time anymore or make no sense. Fucking, like, tangerine mocha and fucking, like, Egyptian cotton dream. Shit that doesn't even make sense, but they name it anyway because they're running out of names for colors. Mm. And it's it's hard to get into a store to get swatches. To hold up, you want to see what you know, what is this color going to look like in this room. Mm. And so I'm hoping for something to show me a number of swatches simultaneously, maybe even embedded to get different shades of each swatch. Is there something that you could do to provide me with some help for this? I think I know what you're putting down, but I, I'm I'm going to go for this. Okay. So it's what I'm thinking here is is two Elgato products that Yale got to get. Okay. All right. Hit me up. Number one is you're going to need an Elgato stream deck. All right. And then actually, you know what? This could be, this is actually going to be three Is there a specific size, is there a specific size of a stream deck? We're going going XL. Okay. We're going big here. We're going big here. All right. So you're going to get yourself an XL stream deck. Okay. Have all kinds of different colors ready Mm. to go. You can just hit purple, you can hit teal, you can hit blue, you can hit red. What you about Egyptian all- Cotton Dream, Jeff? Is that in there? You can do that too. Awesome. It's on there. It's on there. But you're also going to need an Elgato key light. Because mm. you're going to need some lighting for your Elgato green screen. Now oh, listen to me. Okay. Who wants to paint their whole walls? That's a lot of time. It's a lot of effort. It's no true. point in risking your life by going out in public and grabbing paints and doing all this other stuff. You can stay in your house. Okay. You can get the Elgato green screen that is super easy to open and close. Mm. Doesn't need to stay there all the time. Just open, close, done. Get yourself a key light. Mm. All right. Because you need good lighting for a green screen to make it work properly. True. Then you get yourself the stream deck. That's where you put on all of your different lightings. And you're going to have different scenes for different lightings. And every time you click that bad boy, your background is going to be the color that you desire. Mm. So not only do you not have to commit on just one color, but you can change your color depending on your mood. You can change your color depending on how you feel. You can change your color whenever you want by just a click of a button on your Elgato stream deck. All it takes is those three products. They're all available right now by going to the description of this video here on YouTube. Elgato. If you don't got one yet, you all got to get one. I got another problem, Jeff. That sounds going to solve my problem fucking marvelously. But here's the problem. Uh There are certain colors that are only available in certain regions of the world. And damn it, I'm stuck here on my computer, and I can only order things online, and in order to do so, I need to go places where I can't normally go. There are roadblocks in the way. 
Sometimes these roadblocks are on fire mm. and resemble walls. Do you have something to help me out here so I can get my Egyptian cotton dream? It's called NordVPN. It's a it's it's a, it's a VPN, Adam. I'm okay. just gonna throw it out there. What that's gonna do? It's gonna and it's gonna allow you to access virtually any country you want, essentially in the world, by just a click of a button. So not only are you able to mask your own IP, mm. protect yourself from fucking weirdos on the internet, people that want to attack your identity and do mm. whatever else, go and look at all your prawn on your computer and all that other crazy stuff, but you can also access parts of the internet that is region blocked to your specific location. It's super easy. It's one click of a button. And I've got a deal for you. Two-year plan, $89, plus you get one free month when you use the promo code OTT. That is $3.71 a month. I don't know what the math is per day, but it's like 10 cents. As the, as the Hodge twins will say, that's damn near free. All right? 68% off when you use the promo code OTT. NordVPN.com slash OTT. Stay safe. Stay anonymous. Use up to six simultaneous devices all at the same time. 30-day mm. money-back guarantee. You can game on the servers. You can stream on the servers. You can game and stream on the servers, Adam. I'm starting to sound like a broken record here, but obviously it works. NordVPN. Jeff, I have a question for you. Hold on. All right. I got to bring it back. That was a great solo. I got to bring it back. Okay. What if I wanted to physically sound like a broken record? Do you have something for me? Um, if you want it to sound like a physical broken record? Like if I physically wanted to sound like a broken record, if I'm on my stream and I just wanted to sound like a broken record, if I wanted to add that sound effect. Oh, yeah, that's a stream deck. But is there yeah. another product that I could pair with the stream deck to, to bring my audio to the streaming world? To sound like a broken record that hey, may or may not be in the shape of a microphone? Microphone? Like the Wave products? Exactly. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh. <laughs> That's an Elgato product. It's available. <laughs> Pick it up. <laughs> So it's a little too vague, I guess. I try. Yeah. Sometimes I pick it up. Most of the time I pick it up, Adam. Yeah, that was the Sometimes first drop. That was the first fumble. It's okay. It happens. It happens. happens. The best. It happens. It happens. It happens. What if people just wanted to give us money for no other reason than we have the greatest sellouts in the history of sellouts? I think that's why they do buy the products, Adam. I think they, <laughs> at this point, they respect. They're like, you know what? I'm just going to risk it. If the product's good or not, at this point, they've earned it. <laughs> That's that's pretty much where we're at. <laughs> what about going to patreon.com? Could do that. Slash lag TV. Yo, what did I say last week? Listen, I said last week we needed a, a, a couple or was it like one or something? We, we needed got all one because we needed one to get to 350. Now we're at 355, I think. Let's get the 360. Boom! We need five more patrons. Five patrons in a week at mm. a dollar a piece minimum. Well, I think we can do it. I'm looking for 360. We'll see where we're at next week. Don't disappoint me. I think it can happen. All right. I think it's possible. I believe. We'll find out. You know what else I believe, Jeff? What? I believe it's time for... Movies and TV. 
We actually have movies and TV to talk about this week, largely because of the DC Dome thing. Uh, mm-hmm. But we actually have a fair amount of stuff to talk about. So let's dive right into it and starting with Suicide Squad Roll Call trailer dropped. Mm. Uh, which which I have in my notes here is just about every D-list villain in DC's roster coming to the big screen simultaneously. Yeah. Somebody went to to James Gunn and said, how many D-list villains do you want? And he said, yes. <laughs> okay. And they said, hey. wait until we show you Polka Dot Man. And he said, I want him in my movie. And that's Give what we've all. got. I mean, listen, if there's a if there's a director that can do it, it's James Gunn. You know, look what he did with Guardians of the Galaxy. He's the, no, well, that's what I mean. Like, that's like the, like the Guardians are like the D-list fucking Marvel, right? Or in, yeah. in like the, the, like they're kind of like misfit. They are. they are. They're like fucking Z-list, honestly. No, no, this is true. But Polka Dot Man, if, if, if that's not Z-list, <laughs> I mean, that, that might be, a, that might be a different alphabet at that point. That sounds, that sounds like a Pokemon at this point. Yes, you know what I'm saying? Yes. Like. Polka dot man. All right. So, <laughs> so yeah. I mean, if there's a guy that can do it, it's James Gunn. I have full uh, faith in James Gunn. So yeah, so do yeah. I. I, I like the care. As soon as I saw, like I was skeptical. Then I saw James Gunn attached to it. I went, oh, okay, now it makes sense. Now mm-hmm. I, can, I can do it. I can do it. Don't worry, love. I'll pour it. It's okay. Oh, James Gunn's going to crush this. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It, it's going to be a good time. Yeah. <laughs> Polka dot man. <laughs> I saw a trailer of just seeing this, like, and they couldn't even make him look imp- like, like imposing in any way. It literally looked like somebody went to like, to like Party Central or some shit, bought a bunch of confetti, taped it to a painter's white suit, and then put it on top of, a, of like a, a middle-aged white guy. And that was that was it. Yeah, I'm sure they're going to add like effects and stuff, probably. Or maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Maybe, maybe, maybe not. Maybe he's just polka dot man. Polka dot man. It's just True. as plain as it comes. You know what I thought of when I was watching when I was watching the um, the trailer was was it it almost reminded me all like the names of all these fucking villains or whatever you want to call them. I was like this this just reminds me of the Deadpool two scene where they're doing the recruitment and all the really shitty heroes that come through the door. You could have put every one of these heroes in that fucking like recruitment scene, and all of them would have made sense. Yes, I kind of like that, bro. It's I kind of like the misfits of <laughs> DC Universe. Like I, you know, the the main dudes get too much shine. We've seen so many different versions of everybody's favorite superheroes. Give us a whole bunch of fucking misfit-like characters that are barely known or had, like, one or two scenes in a comic 15 years ago, and let me see what you can do with them. Like, give me that. Like, give me that. I want that. I want that in my life. John Cena playing the, like, the cocaine-rattled douchebag Captain America. Yep. It's going to be great. I think it's going to be quite good. Uh, Then we got the Batman trailer. And it did not disappoint. It looks fucking fire. It I like good. I like everything about it aesthetically. I'm fucking there for it. He's got the. We all knew he had the jawline for it. You put the bat the fucking mask on, and he's got like. I mean, he's ninety percent jaw in the first place. So he's got the crazy looking Batman jaw. The we heard the Batman voice for the first time. Sounded really good. 
And then we got a little bit more of like an idea of who he was going to be going up against. Some of them were still are still kind of misnomers. Like people are taking guesses. Oh, it's like Riddler and Penguins in there. Hush uh, is another one people are guessing at yeah. possibly being in there. Uh, but uh, but I liked the aesthetic. I liked the tone. I loved the Batmobile. It was like mm. super like hands on. It didn't feel it didn't feel com- that comic booky. It was like he just took like a fucking muscle car and strapped a bunch of shit to it and called it a day. Well, that's uh, that's that, and, I, and that, I think that's what he probably does in the movie. Yeah. This this Batman happens uh, within the first two years of him. It's like a year and a half in of him becoming Batman. So he doesn't really have, you know, he is it. We're we're getting a, a detective, grimy, realistic, adult Batman, uh, like in terms for the audience and. I feel like the reason why his Batmobile looks like that is because he hasn't gotten to the high. No, super this is high like, or this seems up. like it's early on Batman. Yeah. He's got money, so he's strapping things onto a fucking like muscle car and customizing it a little bit, and and it looks it looks awesome. Um, the only thing that I wasn't a fan of uh, in the trailer, and it's just. This is, and I think it looks amazing. By the way, I'm I'm all for this. Um, it's very very intriguing. Uh, we're not getting like an origin story of Batman, which is good. Um, so I love everything. The only thing I wasn't sold on was his Bruce Wayne. I found it a little bit too. Um, to be honest, it was a little Twilighty. <laughs> if I'm if I'm just being honest now. That being said, he's a younger Bruce Wayne. He might not have have gotten to the point where his hair slicked back, and he's. I don't, he, he's, I don't think he has the confidence his, yet, right? Exactly. He doesn't have that swagger yet. He doesn't. He, he isn't. He isn't the Bruce Wayne that we know of yet. But I, I just from seeing it, it was his. His skin was very pale. You know, the movie's very dark in general. But like, it just the, how long his hair was. It just felt. I don't want to say. Tw- I'm just going to say it. If for for you're you're already going over a hurdle for the casuals that just think Twilight, and then this is the this is the Bruce Wayne that you're going to show the world first. Uh, even though they're just a couple of quick stills, it 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 was like a little bit. It I didn't hate it, but I didn't love it. You know, I was just like, ah, eh, I the Batman, the look, the voice. The the like you said the jawline even his physique you know being young not like not not this big brawly like uh like bat like Battinson was or Batman or what are we Batflack Batflack um, yeah uh like he was I'm totally fine with that I just his Bruce Wayne look I'm not saying his character or how he acts. It was just a little bit too. I think that's kind of. I know. I well. I I think it's. I think that was intentional. Not the twilightiness of it, but I think making him look pale, having him not be as big. He's rough cut. He's green. He's probably going to get his ass kicked a lot, because um, he had. He's he's yeah. he's new. He yeah. doesn't have the swagger yet. And if you if you think about it. And I had to watch all the Twilight films, so I know this, unfortunately. But if you took Bruce Wayne, like if you took the Bruce Wayne that we've seen in the last few movies, and then you stripped his swagger out, and you were just left with the broody, um, unconfident man, 
that's pretty much his character in Twilight. <laughs> Twilight is very similar in terms of how he would act, how he would sound, you know, uh, how he would present himself. It wouldn't be like super far flung. Yeah. And so it not, it doesn't shock me that it would kind of look a little Twilighty, but I think it's intentional. I think they want to make him look a bit feeble. I think they want him to be an underdog in this, even more so than Batman is usually almost always some form of underdog because he's supposed to be a normal guy uh, most of the time. You know, he's got the plan. Batman's superpower is his brain, right? Like, uh, he's got his bat belt and the fucking utility belt and the fucking whatever else, and this is brain. He's got, a, he's got a contingency plan for everyone in the fucking Justice League. He's got, like, secret shit for Bat, you know, for, for, for fucking Superman if he needs to take him out. Like, like that's, that's his superpower. So, uh, I think I think that's probably intentional. It's just unfortunate that his character in Twilight is very much what that would look like uh, yeah. in that regard. But it that's looks so good. Thing, yeah, that's the only thing that that I questioned. But the thing is, I don't even question all that much because we haven't watched the movie, and I'm sure there's going to be a progression. And from what I'm hearing, is they want to do a trilogy with this specific Batman. So you know, we could be just getting infancy literally a year and a bit in and then we're going to see a gradual progression and you know hopefully at some point we do get a more confident um batman i would you know, love and- a trilogy with pattinson having the growth of batman into the confident bruce wayne into the swagger growing into that i think that'd be fucking awesome yep. uh, and it would be it'd be very satisfying versus just seeing mostly a trilogy of batman already being batman and not having much of an arc character yeah. character wise across the films, I think that would be I think that would be good. I'd be I'd be there for it. It looked amazing. Uh, I'm I'm all for it. I knew he was going to look great. And you know, I think only 25 percent of this film is actually filmed. Uh, I think they're going back into production early next month. Mm. So um, you know, they still have lots of this thing to film. Um, it looks super promising. I'm liking what DC is doing. Uh, just a, and just in general, uh, DC is is looking good. Uh, in other Batman news, the uh, the Flash movie coming in 2022. We did talk about rumors about Michael Keaton possibly being in there and Ben Affleck. Confirmed now, Michael Keaton and Ben Affleck going to be playing different versions of Batman or Bruce in that movie uh, mm-hmm. to tie in the Flash into the greater you know universe of DC. Uh, and so there you go. You're going to see Michael Keaton partially back in his role. That's my mom's favorite Batman. She was saying this the other day, and I was like, well, you might see him partially <laughs> as a Batman. Uh, and so, uh, and so, yeah, that was, that was interesting news. Next up, the Snyder Cut Justice League trailer finally dropped, so we get to see that. And uh, Snyder chose to be a, a pompous jackass in this trailer by putting the music over top of it that he knew that Everyone that's ever made fun of him for putting Leonard Cohen music in vir- virtually every fucking project he's ever done uh, over top of the trailer. And as a juxtaposition to the trailer, it made no sense. It was just listening to Hallelujah for the 958th time uh, as that song is brutally beaten into the ground by everyone trying to be artsy. Uh, and uh, But other than that, I mean, it looked like the fucking Justice League. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's it's... It's the Snyder cut, you know, it's the it's the one that uh, after, you know, the the studio just 
fucking cut it to all fuck. Um, you know, we're actually getting his realization. Apparently there's hours and hours of stuff they filmed. Um, yeah, we're getting it. I think in episodes, um, on HBO, I think I, I don't he, remember how they're, he got in an argument with somebody. I can't even remember who it was, but he just, he got in a uh, Snyder got in an argument with somebody on Twitter about this thing. Yeah, yeah, all that, yeah. And uh, and he and he was like, "This movie isn't for you. This is a movie for adults." To which I sat back and went, "My God, man, what do you fucking think you're doing right now? <laughs> well, you're making a fucking Justice League movie. Let's be real here. You can you can mature." superhero films but at the end of the day you got motherfuckers strolling around in spandex and shit you're not you're making a a a movie in a genre that is targeted primarily at children unless you're going full rated r wolverine it's just not fucking for it was it's 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 Snyder. He's he's always been a bit up his own ass. So it's not surprising to me that we got the uh the hallelujah trailer and the fucking Twitter argument. Um but uh you know, somebody re- re- somebody replied with that uh, that lonely island fucking I'm an adult moment from I'm on a boat. He's like throwing throwing that shit on the ground the fucking uh no no but uh yeah, anyway. That was fucking hilarious. I'm an adult. It's just like fucking Snyder. Come on. Uh, but yeah, so we'll, we'll find out how well that does. I'm, I never saw the original, so maybe oh, I'll watch this and then go back and watch the others or the Don't original back, movie. Go back and watch the original. Just watch this one. Well, the, I want, I want to see, I want to see why everyone put up such a stink about it. Right. Like that's like, uh, but I'll watch the good one first and then I'll compare it to the, uh, the, the original theatric release. I wonder if this is going to go the way of Star Wars, where eventually the original theatrical release won't even be fucking available anywhere, and they'll just put that into a furnace and burn it, uh, and never allow it to see the light of day again. Um, I just thought of that because Em and I were watching um, The Return of the Jedi the other night. and um and but it's the one that's on Disney Plus is the one where they like added CGI, added different scenes, all that stuff. Which I was explaining to her, I was like, you know, I had the original VHS tapes. It's like, this isn't in the original. This was not, this was all animatronic, which by the way, looked a thousand times better. Why the Sarlacc pit had to be CGI'd is fucking beyond me. You know, stuff like that. The only thing that I said, and I said at the end of the movie, that I was okay with was them retroactively adding Anakin to the three guys standing next to Luke at the end, Force Ghosts. It was like, that makes yeah. sense to add that. Everything else? Fuck no. Leave it. As it was, but that that's what I'm wondering now is like, is this kind of Snyder cut oh, going to become no, it? No, no, no. This is this is going to be a completely different experience. This is going to be. No, like, I mean, in terms of like, yeah. does the studio in the in the future like this? Does it only is this the, the canonical one? And then oh. they ignore well, the original. It's just, too, it's just two separate. I, I think they're just two separate uh, uh, in, uh, uh, takes on the movie. Like it, this is going to be so drastically different mm. that like. uh it's almost gonna be like watching two different movies. Okay, there, this, this isn't this isn't this isn't like a Snyder cut where you, they're adding in three or four scenes or whatever. The like big plot points are being changed. Like people are being added uh, that were just were just completely like retconned out of the of the first one. Uh, they're, they're they're going deeper into story uh, and on characters that just got fucked. Um, this is going to be a very, very, very different film. Very mm. different. 
that's why people are so passionate about it. And that's why Snyder was like, bro, this cut is for adults. You know, that's why he's like, and, and the guy that he, that made that comment as well, he watched the leaked trailer version and he, and Snyder was pissed that he was commenting about a, uh, a, a leaked thing before everybody else could watch it first. Mm. And that's the reason why he's, he's uh, got, he went at this guy because I don't think he really gives a shit if somebody doesn't like the trailer. Because the guy that, that that was that was talking shit was like, it looks like just like it looks like Justice League. You know what I mean? And uh, the guy was pissed up, and Snyder was pissed because the dude essentially commented publicly mm. about it by watching a version that he, that the studio didn't release yet. So he was pissed off about that. Yeah, I understand that. I mean, it still looked like Justice League. The trailer didn't really. I mean, it, I mean it's supposed to. It is Justice. It's League. It's Justice it's League. So, I mean, he's not exactly a comment that gave away a hell of a lot. <laughs> it's like, what a, what a shocker. A Justice League trailer that kind of looks like the Justice League. Would have been uh, a little bit scarier if it didn't. Next up, we've got Black Adam trailer also dropped. Although I say trailer very loosely as it was mo- more or less like a concept art moving, you know, fucking art trailer thing because I don't think they have any actual footage yet that they want to show or they've just not straight up fucking started filming yet um, so it was the rocks voice over top of like some art moving around and, and whatnot but uh, there you go confirm black Adam the rock the whole the whole shebang will we get a black Adam the rock Dwayne the rock Johnson versus a Henry Cavill Superman one can only hope <laughs> probably not but you never know um, and then after that, one can only hope this doesn't happen. Live action Powerpuff Girls is apparently in development for the CW network. No, I'll pass. Who comes up with that idea? Who takes that into the boardroom and says, guys, I've got our next project. It's the Powerpuff Girls. And then everyone's going, yeah, okay. I mean, the Powerpuff Girls were pretty fire. Yeah, okay, that's fine. Yeah, yeah. Live action. Excuse me, can you run that one back one more time? Yeah, I want to do a live-action Powerpuff Girls show. No, you don't. You're fired. It's pretty much how that should have gone. But apparently it didn't go that way. You're hired. <laughs> you're, hi- you're hired. Saving uh, the CW. Also, today uh, just went on, uh, was announced on Twitter that the Resident Evil... Oh, right, uh, I forgot to put that in. I, didn't see, I, did see that. I did see that, but I forgot to put it in. So yeah, continue. Yeah, Resident Evil live action Netflix series. Yes, it is coming out. Eight it's series, eight, eight, eight series, eight, eight, eight episodes, episodes, hour a piece. Yep. I think. Yep. Um. So that's the thing. Do we have whose whose names are attached to that? Do we know anything yet about that? Uh, I don't. I don't know. I didn't. Look I think into the guy it, who was doing the Walking De- attached to the Walking Dead, um, was attached to it. I think I read. If I'm not crazy. But hey, if. No, I'm not going to hate. Netflix is on a roll right now for the most I'm part. Not hate. Yeah. There's I'm not a lot. That. There's not a lot of shit Netflix is doing that's that's gone bad except for our next topic. Netflix has canceled Altered Carbon. I'm so happy I didn't uh continue watching that show because it looked dope and I watched the first episode and I was like this got potential and then I just never watched it again. So here's now the thing. The first season is pretty fucking fire. The second season which I didn't watch much like, uh, much like True Detective, we're going to pretend it never happened. There was an enormous amount of, of promise in Altered Carbon, and after seeing the first season be as good as it is, which is rare for the first season of literally anything like that to be as good as it is, I had no right, pretty much. 
first season was really good. And I would still, since they were technically in some way, shape, or form standalone-ish, if you haven't seen the first season of Altered Carbon, I would still recommend totally watching the first season of Altered Carbon. You're not going to be left with a cliffhanger, really. Um, So definitely something that if people hadn't seen it yet, definitely worth watching. But yeah, I guess after season two, didn't go over so hot. They said not worth jumped into that bad boy uh but i mean they've got so many irons in the fire at this point they're probably like we could just use this money somewhere else you know this has probably got more uh more promise than in a third season of altered carbon kind of thing and so it is what it is netflix is pumping out content like crazy yep. like crazy and i'm still looking very much forward to and quality stuff too man it's not yeah. like it's not like netflix is putting out some hot garbage yeah the vast majority of the netflix original stuff like it's getting to the point now where like a Netflix original has starting to have some weight to it, you know? Yes, like, exactly. Well, I mean, the it, devil it, all the time that we watched the trailer last week looks yeah. really good. Yeah. So, you know what? If they're, if, if they want to make a Resident Evil live action show and Netflix wants to get behind it and they're going to throw a bunch of money in it and do it right. Yeah. I'm all for it. If I'd rather this than a Resident Evil movie, I'm over the shitty fucking movies. Give me a show that is fucking great, that's dark, that isn't like, you know, campy Resident Evil. I want something where we're in it. And, you know, we're 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 rooting for Chris Redfield like we were rooting for fucking, you know, uh the guys from Walking Dead and stuff. Like give us some real good zombie fun. Uh that's what I want in my life. Give me it. Uh, also, and I'm afraid to write this one down as well, but also the next Haunting of Hill House series was announced. I can't remember the name of it. It's the Haunting of... Can't remember the name of it, but we already knew it was coming. They gave it a name. It's on the way. I'm excited. Uh, and then there was something else as well. Oh, people have been asking, uh, me why we haven't talked about the cuties thing on Netflix. Uh, I don't know if you know anything about the Cuties oh, show. The thing they had, um, it was the, like the, the girl, young girls, the young girls or- thing. Yeah. And they were like the, uh, cause it was like a, I don't know if it was like a, a docu series or some shit. I, I can't remember what it is now, but it was basically based on something that the writer or director or whatever had experienced in real life seeing, you know, I mean, I, I, at first glance, it looked like it was almost kind of um, a thing about the beauty pa- pageant thing that they have a lot of with, like, fucking five-year-old girls and shit. Yeah, the crazy parents that are, like, you know, putting their yeah. kids through all It looked like shit. that. I don't know if that was it, but it looked something like that. And apparently the controversy was the the trailer, or not the trailer, the... Um, synopsis. The synopsis and the 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 picture that they used originally was uh more salacious than it needed to be uh and a little more sexed up than it needed to be despite the fact that that was technically the subject matter of isn't that literally what yeah uh, i haven't read enough of it to, to be able to say whether or not i should be upset about it but the reality is is um for me is that that shit is a thing it's big in the states in a number of places, I think specifically more into the south yeah. uh, in some of the southern places, it's fucked up. If yeah. this was, if this is, and I don't know, but if this is a like a series 
on that to expose the realities of that shit and discuss it so that, you know, because it's like something that like almost comes up just once into the blue moon, you know, it was like TLC had shows about it and shit or whatever in years gone by. Um, then I don't like, is it uncomfortable that they had that picture? Yes. But that was the entire fucking purpose. I, as yeah, far as I, I know, if was, that made you uncomfortable. The show is probably going to make you super uncomfortable. Yes. You know, when you take a seven year old girl and you cake her with fucking makeup and you put her in clothes and you, and they're prancing around on stage. Uh, that ain't for me, dog. That, that, that shit just isn't for me. So I saw that shit like on Netflix and I, you know, I didn't think anything of it, honestly, but once again, I might be ignorant to the, to the subject because I don't know what yeah, the I content don't. is in that. Well, here's, in that thing, here's so. the, here's the synopsis. Cuties is a 2020 French coming of age comedy drama film. The plot revolves around a traditional Senegalese Muslim girl who is caught between two contrasting sides traditional values and internet culture while also discussing the hypersexualization of pre-adolescent girls. So I think that was the idea here was, was the discussion because I think I read, I was, I was trying to read some about this topic going into this and like, it was the writer or the director. She was, and I think it's a woman. Um, and they were discussing how they had in, in real life had seen something like this and they were looking out into the crowd and they were like, um, traditionally dressed, you know, the moms and stuff were traditionally dressed and then looking up on stage and there's these little girls fucking like all sexed up and, and doing whatever. And, um, and that was like, so they wanted to do something about, uh, about that. So either way, yeah, it's uncomfortable. It should probably make you uncomfortable. Uh, whether or not they change the synopsis in the picture is not likely to change the fact that that, that is not, is going to still make you uncomfortable. I was never going to watch it, but, uh, but, um, listen, uh, here, here's my, here's my thoughts on the entire subject. You put any type of young child in a situation like that. I just think it's disgusting and shame on parents that fucking do that stuff. Anyway, it's not for me. Um, you know, it's not illegal by any means. And, and listen, there's a lot of fucking weirdos out on the internet and probably that watch Netflix as well. Yeah. Um, so I can see why people would be moved about having children being portrayed like that so in your face um so i get people's anger but am i gonna like boycott netflix and fucking you know uh you know not unsubscribe and go crazy because that is quite literally the topic and i don't know if the thing was tastefully done or it was done in poor uh poor form i can't comment on that because i don't watch it and i'm not gonna watch it but from what i was seeing before it's like hey listen they changed it uh, people got angry. They changed it, and it, it is what it is. Yeah, um, I mean, there's super. There's lots of super uncomfortable fucking content that's been on on Netflix. I mean, yeah. there's entire series that that that's literally surrounding talking to mass serial killers. Yeah, and 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 in 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 fine detail, exp, you know, looking at the psyche of and talking directly to these these killers and uh breaking that all out and, and re i mean there's some there's some shit that's uncomfortable topics on netflix and so unless it's it's like it's not like this is literally fucking child pornography for the sake of making child pornography so uh yeah i i feel like it might have been a bit of a stretch as to how people were reacting to it but it's always going to be tough 
when there are young kids involved. Kids. I mean, I, I get it. Fuck, people are going to be on top of that real quick um, in, in terms of, uh, of really wanting to make sure that if it's going to be done, you know, that there is some decorum there. And obviously that a lot of people felt that there was no, there was zero decorum to be, to be had there. So there you go. Mr. Black is time for tech support. Patreon.com slash lag TV is the place that you want to be. If you want to, uh, yep. Financially support the podcast. And for $10 plus a month, it gets you into the prestigious group that allow uh, is allowed to uh, ask us. The arbiters of, of everything, honestly, as you know. Questions, and we answer them to the best of our abilities. Patreon.com slash lag TV. Like Jeff said, we're looking for 360. We're 355. Let's hit the 360. Since Mr. Black just had to go and do a quick washroom break, it seems, I'll see. Oh, I can answer this right now. Paul asks, where's my cooking mama news at? Damn it, Paul! Like I said earlier, I haven't seen any. If, if, if there is new cooking mama news, I haven't seen it. Uh, I can only hope and dream of the day that comes where we get more cooking mama news. I think we could all use some cooking mama news in our life. It would certainly make mine better. Uh, let's see. Um, Will asks, other than Star Wars, what's your favorite duel with swords or other melee weapons? I'm guessing he means in like movies or television shows. So other than the duel of fates kind of thing, is there another scene that's, that's, you know, with regular swords or something else that stands out to you that you enjoyed? Hmm. Uh... I mean, my my shit would just be like you know actual swords. So like things like Game of Thrones, you know those those types of fights. Um, Kale and I are watching uh, the Last uh, Kingdom right now. We're on season two. Uh, same with like Vikings, like those types of shows. The mm. I, I like those types of hand to hand, not hand to hand, but melee to melee combat stuff. I can't really pick a specific scene that like stands out. Um, but just in general, I, I like, I like that, um, type of stuff. I mean, I'm a big fan of gladiator. So there's been so, like, there's a couple of really great scenes in gladiator, but, uh, yeah, it's pretty much it. Um, I'll pick two. I got two. I can think of, um, the first one is Arya and Brienne, their duel in, uh, game of Thrones, uh, mm-hmm. because it really showed, uh, it was a great way to show Arya's progression, you know, even though lots of stuff that she was doing was seen, it was like off camera that you didn't get to see. And so like, you know, we saw her killing people and whatnot, but we weren't, you know, we didn't know just how proficient she had become necessarily. And Brienne being one of the top swordsmen in the entire show and 15 times her size, it was a fun, uh, and really well done because when you have a size difference, you know, that that's substantial it's kind of hard to make a, an interesting fight work like that on camera. And they did. And like the little, the, the sword flip stuff that Arya was doing and all that stuff was all really cool. So I like that one a lot. And then, um, the last samurai, I have to give a call. It's one of my favorite movies. The last samurai, the scene where he hasn't fully learned how to use, how to, uh, this is before he's even 
given the opportunity to learn how to use a samurai sword or katana, and he's uh, he sees he's out in the rain, and he sees the two young boys uh, practicing and fighting out in the rain with each other, and he walks up, and one of the with the uh, um, the guys, uh, the girl's son that uh, he's staying with, hands him his wooden sword, and the other small child is on the other side, and he starts uh, dueling with the small kid, but with his style of swordsmanship, obviously, with this uh, with this katana, and then um, one of the uh, adults come by, one of the, the generals of sorts come by, sees this happening, and sees him fighting a kid, takes the wooden sword from the, you know off of his belt and fights with uh, 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 with Tom Cruise's character and gets his shit kicked. Mm. Tom Cruise gets his shit kicked. And he just keeps getting up and the it's just the the cinematics is fantastic. The rain coming down, the whap on the fucking nose at the end, and the blood with the rain makes it look even worse. And there's just blood everywhere, and he's getting his ass kicked. That's one of my favorite scenes in that movie, and uh, another another good one for sure. Uh, as far as weapons go, like fist fighting and stuff, I mean, obviously there's a lot more to draw from, but in terms of uh, melee weapons, those two stand out for me. Um, oh, and fun fact about The Last Samurai is an actual samurai practitioner, uh, old, old, old gentleman, was watching uh, uh, a bunch of movies. I can't remember who is it, Variety, whoever does this on YouTube. I can't remember now who does it. Maybe, uh, yeah, I can't remember. Anyway, um, and rating them and, and explaining how realistic or how good any of them were with, with their katana or like how realistic it was. And he actually, he said, oh, uh, Tom Cruise specifically for that movie, he said that he moves and acts and everything is, is authentic. And he said for somebody who only had a short time to, to learn he was incredibly impressed and probably the best that he had seen, I think, of, of, uh, of any actor using a katana. So that was probably the highest praise Tom Cruise will ever get in his entire life. <laughs> uh, oh, let's see. Jorbach asked, with summer winding down, what's something you're already dreading or going to miss? Um... I mean, the fact that the summer is already winding down fucking pisses me off because I didn't really yeah. get to do anything. Uh, and not that there was a lot that you could do anyway right now, but like it just annoys me that it's already kind of coming to a close. Um, I'm not looking forward to COVID winter time um, at all, like whatsoever. Um, the only upside is that with everyone wearing masks, the regular flu season is probably going to be annihilated. Um, where, you know, unless you're really terrible about washing your hands and stuff, actually having the flu is probably going to be pretty minimal (laughs) this this time around, just by proxy of what everyone else is doing. But like, I'm not looking forward to being trapped inside even more. I already feel trapped inside with, with, with the pandemic as it is. Uh, even if you can go outside and walk around, it still constantly feels you got to be on your guard 24 seven. So, uh, Getting in the wintertime, I'm not, I'm not looking forward to that at all. Um, so that's probably that's probably it. One of my small one of my small enjoyments in life is getting up and going out on the back deck for about five minutes before fucking going down to stream and having the sun. And in the backyard, we've got like 
a rock that's exposed that has a divot in it that water collects in and it's like a fucking every bird in the area uses it as a bird bath and it's like you get this little slice of nature and you get some fucking like out of reality shit or like into reality I should say out on the back deck soak up the sun see some animals and shit smell some fresh air go inside winter time comes you might go out and see the sun but that's about all you're gonna see the sun and many feet of snow and the reminder that uh, that COVID is still a fucking thing and you get a battle through that shit those are the things I'm not looking forward to personally. Yeah, I'm pretty much the same. I just like uh, I'm I'm the same way. I sit out on the back deck for 10-15 minutes in the morning on a nice day and have a coffee, just hear the nature and just chill. <laughs> That's pretty much like I'll miss that. Same with you. Like I didn't really do much because of this whole COVID shit. Not like I would have particularly done a whole lot anyway, but that that not a whole lot is kind of a whole lot to me because yeah, I don't, you don't get out much. Yeah. Um, so, you know, uh, yeah, I'm just going to miss the the nice weather. I mean, theoretically, our, our weather is pretty good until like come mid October. It's not too bad. Um, yeah. I don't mind fall. I like fall a lot. Um, I like wearing sweaters. I like the yeah, I like fall. You know, like the plus plus eight weather until you know, until mid October. Fall is fine for me, and then. Yeah. October is often very rainy and yeah. like damp cold and I'm not yeah. about the damp cold life. Yeah. 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 So I, I don't mind it, but yeah, I'm going to miss, I'm going to miss summer. It's gone already. And we had a pretty good summer too. Like our weather. Ironically, pretty- this was probably the best summer in recent memory. And it was the one summer that we, I, you know, I probably spent the least amount of time yeah. outside. Yeah. So, I mean, it is what it is. Yeah. It was a blessing and a curse, you know, got, to stay at home and do lots of work and be productive. But at the same time, like that's all I did. So, you know, now I don't even want to think about winter because when winter comes in, it's literally going to be like five months of doing fuck all except in the house working, which is fine. But when you already don't have a summer of doing that, it's just daunting. It's just like, Oh, that is what it is. It's true. Uh, this is a this is a very interesting question because the math doesn't quite doesn't quite add up. Okay. But uh $300,000 home with a $15,000 car or a $200,000 home with a $200,000 car. Say that one more time but slower. $300,000 home with a yeah. $15,000 car. Yeah. Or a a $200,000 home with a $200,000 car. The math doesn't even equate but you get the idea. Oh, well, we take the first one all day. Yeah, home is going to appreciate, the car is going to depreciate, and you're losing money like a son of a bitch. Yeah. That's an easy one. Yep. Uh, unless, unless, unless you live in a, in a, in a place where $200,000 like, gets you a lot of home, like a fuck ton of home, and then like you know you just have extra money to blow. That's the only way I could see it, but... I'd much rather more like in what universe is your car worth as much as your house? Like we're just talking one car. I could see if yeah. you had a fleet of cars, you know, like a family full of cars, then even then it's still like, what the fuck? But yeah. Uh, in a related uh, question, Carpenter K asks, my wife and I are getting ready to buy our first house. Congratulations. 
Uh, in your opinion, would it be better to buy something as soon as we can afford it to get ourselves into the market, or should we wait and save for another year so that uh, to get a more desirable property? Wait and save. Don't wait. buy a house just to get in. Yeah, you buy you buy a house that is going to work for you and your family. Um, you also got to ask yourself like how long you plan to plan to be in the house. So like if you're planning to be there long term. Um, then wait. Uh, I mean, you should be waiting regardless. Uh, don't rush into buying a house. You're the gonna current make a market, if you're talking about the U.S. or Canada, the current market right now is a fucking crapshoot. Um, I so mean, one way or I mean, you should. When it comes to buying houses, you shouldn't be playing the market anyway. If you're buying, if you're buying a house that you're going to stay into for a decade. No, right, I, ju- I just mean in terms of like, I just mean in terms of like right now. In a lot of places, it's a seller's market instead of a buyer's market. And yeah. so if you just, in terms of like, unless it's a house that you can really get, you don't want to stretch yourself because the market's shit is what I mean. So if you can yeah. afford to wait a year, you can wait yeah, a year. Yeah, but I mean, uh, yeah, but, I, you know, listen, if you find a house tomorrow that, you know, you can afford and it's a house you love, then yeah. Um, then go ahead and buy it. Absolutely. But don't go and rush to buy a house that you necessarily don't like or love uh, because you just want to get in on the market before the market goes up or whatever else you're trying to predict, right? The market has just a better chance up. of going down than up right now. Yeah, but I mean, at the same time, you know, uh, interest rates are super low. So I, I don't think that I actually believe that the market is going to continue to soar personally. Um, because interest rates are so incredibly low, like they're extreme. Like it's like it's basically free money. Like I'd be more pressed to buy a house now to lock in, especially in the states, to lock in a thirty-year fixed at an extremely low rate uh, and pay a little bit more in house than I would be to have a higher interest rate and pay le- a little bit less of a house over a thirty-year fixed. But the thing is, uh, once again. Don't rush into buying a house, period. You shouldn't rush into buying a house because interest rates. You shouldn't rush into buying a house because you're scared of what the market would do. You buy a house when you're ready. You buy a house when you find the right house and you're ready. I mean, it's going to be the biggest purchase of your life. Yeah. So make sure you love it and it works for you. And the time, like Jeff said, the time frame you're looking to stay in the house. Is this a forever house? Is this a house until we have kids house? Is this a... um, uh, is this a flip house? Is this like, uh, we don't know what our jobs are going to be in a couple years. So we just need something now. And like, like, and then go from there. But yeah, if you find something and it's in your budget and it works for you, then yes, but definitely. Yeah. I agree with Jeff. Yeah, don't, you, don't you, just jump in for the sake of jumping in. Yeah. And you're likely like so many people play the, play the what if game. And a lot of the times, you know, you're going to wait another year, two years, and prices are going to be more or whatever. Like, just wait until you find the right home. Once you do that, you're 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 good. Don't, but don't don't rush. Start looking. Save up and start looking. Uh, and my and my my advice is also is if if you if you start saving up and you and it, it happen another year happens and you still don't have a house. And you have an extra, and you have more money for more of a down payment. Don't even do that. Stay within your budget, and then use that for your home repairs or you know uh, different things that you can do. Because uh, it's 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 super easy to just keep stacking on more and more house. And I'm telling you, 
When you buy your first house, it's the beginning of a money pit. And 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 it can be a good it could be a good or a bad thing because you're going to buy a house, you need to fill it. And then if you go, "Oh, well, we save for 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 longer. Now we can afford to buy a bigger house." Well, now you're going to have to afford to fill a bigger house, right? So just be, you know, be smart about it. Uh, Volkus asks, what's something minor that you got unreasonably mad about, uh, for no apparent reason, which I actually had to stare at FNAR as an acronym and try and think about what that meant for the entire time you were answering that question. And I just got it now. So thankfully, what is something minor that you got unreasonably mad about for no apparent reason? For example, you forgot your lunch at home and got mad at the entire fast food industry (laughs) after you bought your lunch. Hmm. Uh, something happened yesterday that I got unreasonably mad about. I can just I I, I got I got this example. Uh, uh, I was coming home from physiotherapy uh, yesterday and uh, stopped in at Timmy's to get um, a few uh, a few ice caps, and one for me, one for M, and one for Dad, and uh, and uh, got that. And we were drive back to the house, get inside, handing her out ice caps. Everyone's excited. And I'm talking to mom or dad in the kitchen, I can't remember, or maybe it was both. And M had walked up behind me, and while I was just in the kitchen doorway, M walks up behind me, and she had her ice cap in her hand, and I saw her to the corner of my eye behind me, and I turned around to to see her, and when I turned, her ice cap was like right behind, right behind my arm, and the ice cap dropped, hit the garbage can, went mm-hmm. fucking everywhere on that side mm. of the kitchen and she had just spent the afternoon mopping the floors like Emma just mopped oh. all the floors and my in, in, immediate reaction was incredibly pissed and I punched the fucking countertop fucking just wham I fucking I, I bruised my knuckles a bit but I punched it unreasonably upset about the situation literally nobody else in the room was upset about what had just transpired but the moment that hit the floor and I knew what happened mm unimaginably salty mm. and so that's that's an example jeez adam's got a little pent-up rage going i'm i'm not gonna lie the la- this this year has has been a challenge for me to not just be super angry 24 hours a day seven days a week i'm not gonna lie mm. i find it very hard i empathize with people a lot i find it very hard to not be angry with a lot of the shit that's going on right now even though i'm avoiding the news like the plague. You can't avoid it forever. You eventually get it in some form. Somebody brings it up, you find out about it, and then I'm just ready to kill people all over again. <laughs> hmm. I don't really know what I've been super angry about recently that like I shouldn't have been super angry about. Um... I mean, I got really fucking pissed off and hit my desk uh, when I had the Microsoft update. and uh, <laughs> That's warranted. It, it's warranted, though, and it yeah. fucked all my audio settings, and I had yeah. to, like, restart my stream and, like, change a bunch of fucking shit. And then I had to change it every time I restarted my computer until eventually it just magically stopped, like, fucking my settings every time I restarted the computer. But I think that's warranted. Jeff, you look depressed. Are you okay? I'm fine. <laughs> tell you I was depressed. I'm I'm feeling fine. Okay, just chat. You know, just chat oh. things. Uh yeah, that was not me asking that question. Uh, oh. 
let's see if we can get one more in here. Fall guys. I mean, yeah, I got pretty pissed off at Fall guys the uh, the other day, uh, yesterday when I w- got to the final round and some dumbass grab. But once again, it's warranted. He just grabs me. <laughs> It's off the fucking cliff with, with him. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? Some you people play mother- that game just to stop other people from winning. That's man, totally a man, thing. Man. Uh, let's see. Mark Furry asks, what's the last time you totally bluffed someone? Like poker, but real life. Totally bluffed someone. I don't tend to... I don't... I don't tend to really bluff people. I don't have time... That's too passive-aggressive for me. I don't. I don't have time for bluffing people. I'll just tell them how I feel or what I think. Uh, and that's it. Like, I don't, I don't remember the last time I hard bluffed someone. I mean, like an innocent, there's one that was like an innocent example, I suppose, where, um, when M was still, um, studying for her, uh, her RN license exam. And she had been, she had been telling me that the, they had a practice exam that uh, she needed me to take her to that was before the real exam uh and or whatever and um i was like okay that's fine and like apparently her idea was that she was going to surprise me by telling me that it wasn't that it wasn't a practice exam that was her real exam mm. but i i knew that immediately because i had already known the date of the actual exam previous to that and i she was just like doing it for the surprise, but I, I didn't want to, I didn't want to take that away from her. So I just played along good for guy, like Adam, the, the week, guy. the week or whatever it was week or 10 days. And, uh, when she got back and she was like, so I have something to tell you. And I was like, I know that was the real exam. <laughs> that was, <laughs> and that was it. That was probably the last time, but I, I don't, or the last time I can think of, but like, I, I really just don't, I don't have time for bluffing people like that. Uh, mm. you know, just tell them tell them how it is um i mean i i i mean i i guess like i don't know if you want to call it bluffing but just like the art of negotiation i've i've sure like um like the last mortgage that i just got um the last property that i just bought back in march yeah essentially i do this thing where um i've been with uh this bank for scotia for like uh, all of my properties. Yeah. Um, so I've got all, I got all my mortgages with Scotia and whenever renewal comes up or for, or I get a new mortgage on a new house, like a new loan, I basically, I don't pay fees because I basically tell them I'm not paying this. Like I'm not paying for an appraisal. So when like, for example, and I, I suggest everybody do this, uh, you know, will it work for everybody? I don't know. Like, you know, I have a lot of business there, so I'm sure they, and I use, I leverage that, but I'm sure, you know, it's very competitive. Uh, banks make a fuck ton of money every time you sign a mortgage, uh, shit tons. So 
essentially, I don't pay fees. So I, I tell them and they try and charge me with them every single time, you know, because if I don't mention it, they're not going to give you what you don't ask for. So I basically say like, listen, uh, I'm not paying fees. And I say it in a nice way, like, hey, you know, uh, I, vow, I I come I come to you guys and you guys only, um, you know, even though other more uh, other banks are offering the same rate um, or in some cases a little bit better. Um, I, I'm, I'm keeping your business. I'm, I'm not paying fees though. Um, so that's basically what I say. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not paying for you to do an appraisal. I'm not paying any, admis- uh, any, uh, administrative fees, uh, which, you know, saves me like anywhere between 500 and a thousand bucks. And I basically say, no, like if I, if you're going to charge me for that, I'm going to go and take, take my business elsewhere where they're not going to charge me that. And so they just, they just don't charge me. Um, so, you know, and that, that, you know, when you're saving 500, a thousand bucks and you know, you've done that 10 times, it's a lot of money. Um, also, uh, yard sales, someone mentioned in chat, you know, just bluffing people on how much something is worth. Um, you know, Hey, I'll give you, I, I can do seven. If not like, sorry, man, I, I can't, even though I'm willing to pay the 10, you know, just it's the art of negotiation. Um, buying my cars it's the exact same way it was like a five-hour negotiation the biggest one uh was when my car got recalled back and they wanted it back but i owned it um so you know i wasn't i wasn't going to give it to them for nothing uh so you know we ended up working out a deal and there was a lot of negotiation in that uh, and and bluffing even though i wasn't really bluffing i wasn't going to give them the fucking car back if they didn't give me nothing so uh you know uh, that that's just other than that, dude, I don't go around and fucking, you know, you know, puff my chest out and a serial you know, liar. Bluff. Yeah, like I'm not, I'm not, I'm not like that. You know what I mean? So, like a stone, a stone cold bluff. I, I'm not sure what exactly that that would be. You know, or for example, when my son was born, you know, bluffing like I've got it all together and I'm not scared or nervous, even though you know I'm scared shitless and super nervous. Uh, you know, I guess that's a bluff and it's in, in a way, but it is what it is. Yeah. Other people mentioned mentioning it in chat, like it's any negotiation, but yeah, I've done that. I've done that with, with my ISP now multiple times, like any, any time there's a, yet you look for, you know, a little, little chip in the armor and you fucking go in a hundred percent on that weakness, even if you're not a hundred percent serious about it yourself. So, like, I mean, I don't think I've paid full price for my, like, internet, cable, telephone package for about four years now. I need to do that, man. I'm paying way too much. My shit's like 260 bucks a month or some shit. Bro, I have got the full Monty for 180 in tax right now. Yeah, see? You're fucking crushing it, bro. I'm, I'm, I'm just And that's fu- good until next year sometime. Yeah, see, you're fucking me here. You're saving... <laughs> 1200 bucks a year on my ass. I'm now, sitting here. Now, mind you, it did it did require them to have a number of fuck ups on their own yeah. end. Yeah. And for me, like I said, to weaponize that for sure, but one I have in the past said called them up and said I've been a customer with you for a really long time and I'd like to keep giving you my business. Your competitor is offering me basically the same shit for this much money a month. I'm not asking you to get all the way down to that because that's a promotional price, but what can you do for me 
since yeah. I can just make this change tomorrow. And nine times out of ten, you get you end up with customer retention, and they'll cut you a deal that normally, in this case, like if you were to call for your stuff, save you twenty, forty bucks a month. You're like four or five hundred dollars a year. <laughs> like it right, adds- what I'm Adam, this is what I'm going to do. All right, this week before this next podcast, mm. I'm going to call up Bell and I'm going to see how much I can save on my bill. That's make what I'm it, going. Make I'll tell it happen. You guys, I'll tell you guys how it went. I'll tell you if I my bluff worked, and then I'll tell you how much money I'm saving, if any. I believe. I believe it'll happen, bro. I talk. I look. I look. If I can talk my 67 year old aunt through how to do it to negotiate for her side, and she got the same treatment with a different ISP, but it's the same. It's the same tactic every time. It's not hard. You save yourself a ton of money. The longer you've yep. been with one of them, easier it gets. You just because they want to retain you, because yeah, yep. they might they might be losing. A, I mean, that tells you what their margin is right off oh, the bat. Insane. Yeah, it's insane. Bonkers margin. So, I'm excited to hear how that goes. But that's for next week. And for this week, that's going to be it for the Technical Alpha Podcast. Thank you guys so much for stopping by and watching this live. If you have, thank you for listening or watching on YouTube or iTunes or wherever else you've been catching this. Uh, Hit the like button and comment on YouTube, whether you watch it there or not, if you're looking for a way to help us out for free dollars and free cents. And we'll see you guys next week. Thank you so much. And until then, stay safe out there, guys. Peace. Peace.